Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. The epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Romans, chapter 8, verse 1, and it reads, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Today, saints of God, I just want to speak with you for a few moments from the thought, under new management. Under new management. Amen. Or the writer of this letter is none other than the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul had never met the church at Rome, but he was endeared to that church, amen, in his heart. And he was led by God to write this most exhaustive letter to them to teach them about the realities of salvation. He wanted them to know his heart as it related to God and his mission as well as all that God had did for us and what our responsibility was to do because of what he's already done for us. So in the epistle to the Romans, chapters 1 through 11 talk about all of what God has done for us. Starting at chapter 12, it begins the whole idea about how we should respond since God has done so much for us. So we find ourselves here in the 8th chapter still finding our way through the journey of discovering the things that God has done for us so that we'll be ready in chapter 12 to serve him. Chapter 8, amen, begins a praise period in the letter that Paul writes, which begins to crescendo in the last verse of chapter 7. When you look at a passage, Amen. To understand the content, you must get it in the context at which it's placed. And you notice in verse 1 that it says, There is therefore now no condemnation. When you see the word therefore, you should always ask the question, What is it there for? And usually you will find what you're looking for in the preceding verses to the verse that you're trying to unpack. Here in verse one of chapter eight, 
is explained, amen, in verse 7, what the problem is, which leads to the solution. In chapter 7, we find that the apostle was wrestling with a situation. And that was a situation that he said, when I would do good, I didn't end up doing good, but I ended up doing bad. He said, for the good things that I would do, that's not what I end up doing. And that which I don't want to do, that's what I end up doing. He said, for some reason, when I'm trying to do right, I end up doing some wrong. And then I'm doing wrong, but I really want to do right. He says, I, I've got this conundrum, I've got this situation that I, I, I just don't understand. He said, I, I looked into myself and what I found by the Spirit is I found that there was two laws that existed inside of me. He said there was, on one hand, the law of sin. And on the other hand, the law of God. He said this old taskmaster sin, that law kept causing me to do what I didn't want to do. Because I wanted to follow the law of God. He said, but I, I found myself wringing my hands and, and, and crying out and pulling my hair to the point that I exclaimed, oh wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body death? Because by now, in Romans chapter 6, Paul has said the wages of sin is death. <laughs> but the good news, even there, he said, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. He, he knew that this law of sin that was causing him so much trouble would end in death. But he was tired, amen, of, of dealing with this duplicity, this I do right sometimes, do wrong others. I, I want to do right, but I end up doing wrong. I want to, I end up doing wrong, but I want to do right. What, what can I do? What can I do? Who will deliver me? And the good news in the text is, he asked the right question. He said, who will deliver me? And it's almost as if Paul was then are given revelation by the Holy Ghost because the very next verse he said I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh the law of sin Paul is happy now and let's see why. Because Paul realizes that now that he's been saved, now that he's been baptized in the Holy Spirit and born again, that there's been a change within. No longer is he a slave to sin, but he's been set free. Even though there's two laws working in him, he realized that there's now a separation. He says, I thank God because my mind is right. He said, but my body is wrong. Somebody said, well, how is 
is good news. His mind is right, but his body is wrong. Well, the good news is that now his spirit is separated from the works of his flesh. That now his mind, his spirit can go with God and his body can go to the grave. That now he is not trapped in this vessel that goes to the grave and his spirit has to go with it. Every sinner who has not accepted Lord Jesus as their savior, they are trapped inside of this. This is an inextricable tie that they have and they can't get away from it unless you be born again. So Paul realizes that there's been a change in me. That even though I sin, I have still been set free. And every baptized born again believer today must grapple with that reality in order to be the kind of believer, the kind of missionary, the kind of servant of God that we are called to be. Because sin is a trap and it's a weight that so easily besets us. And as long as we have our mind upon our sin, amen, we can't get our mind on God. So God has made a way for us to now be able to take our sins to God and leave them there, to give them to God and run on with what God has called us to be. We are not separated, amen, that our mind can now confess our sins, knowing that God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness, all unrighteousness. That's what you mind. So now we must realize that we're under new management. No longer are we under the law that continued to tell us what was right, but had not the power to accomplish it in us. But now we've been set free. We've been set free to serve God. We've, in, we've entered into what James calls the law of liberty. We've entered into a time now that we can confess to the Lord and keep on going. That we don't have to be in bondage to our sin and, and think that we're not able to do the things that we need to do for God because we're wrestling with one thing or another. It is this separation through the born-again life that allows us to run on and let God deal with our sin. To let us run on and do the will of God while he works all of the sin out in our lives. Because the reality is we can't do anything about it anyway. So we got to give it to the Lord. That's what Paul is saying to us now that I can serve God with my mind that I can link up with him and I know his will for my life and I can run the race that has been set before me, that race of endurance till the very end. That this sin debt that I've had has been paid and no longer do I have to grapple with this, but I just give it to the Lord. He said that law of sin, amen, I have been delivered by God, amen. And so he begins to crescendo in his praise unto God because he's under new management. He says, now therefore, there is now, not in the future, amen, but right now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I've said on multiple occasions, amen, that Jesus is not our co-pilot. 
Now we're not running alongside Jesus. We're not holding hands. But if Jesus is not your life, amen, then you got a big problem. Because the reality is all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and 23. And that we cannot stand on our own in front of a righteous God. But Jesus has made a way out of no way by hiding us in the ark of safety. That if you're not found in Christ, then you are found out of the will of God. There is no way to meet the righteous standard of God unless you meet it through Jesus Christ. He's the only one who has come and completed the law in its entirety. And Jesus died that we might live. And so now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. The Bible says Christ is our life. It is an exchange life. It is my life for your life and your life for mine. Amen. Jesus says. He, he says, now, now, now you take my life. You take the sinless, matchless life of mine. And I'll take yours. And it'll be nailed to the cross. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, he had my sins and your sins on his shoulders. It was nailed to the cross and it was buried in a borrowed tomb. But it was buried to be cast in the sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west. I just want to talk about under new management. Under the new management regime, amen, there's not always a book out trying to see whether or not you're going to miss something. Trying to look and see, well, did, did she do her work right today? If not, I'm going to put a check mark, a red check mark beside her that at review time, amen, I'm going to penalize her. That was old management. Old management would wake up in the morning and looking at you to wait for you to wake up to find fault in you. But new management doesn't see that. New management sees the good things that you do. It wakes up in the morning and it looks to say, is she being faithful today? Oh, I saw her do a good thing right here. Check. And a good thing right there. Check. He did this faithful here. Check. Because the sins have been paid for. Reviews under new management don't have a bunch of red X's on it. But green check marks. Amen. It, it is a new management. It, it, is, it is a new realm, a new paradigm by which we live today. Some of us as believers, amen, get caught up in the issues of life, get caught up in our frailty, and then do not operate in the power of God because we are too consumed by what we can't do anything about anyway. Amen. We got to leave that to the Lord. The Lord said, you go. He has already qualified you. Amen. And he will work out that in you that needs to be done. The sins that need to be removed. It is our job to confess and move on. There are those who in the body of Christ, amen, that will not take communion, amen, because they believe that they are not worthy to take communion. But they miss the text that says, confess to the Lord. The Lord has put that there that the believer can always get back in right relationship with God. But the one thing you got to do is confess your sins. 
Because all we're doing is getting the reality that Jesus has already paid it all. Amen. And so now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The text says that under new management, uh, uh, those who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Jesus Christ said it was more expedient that I go to the Father, that I send forth the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that rests, rules, and abides in us, who leads us in all righteousness. See, the Spirit is there to lead us in the righteousness and empower us to live the life that God is calling us to live. We can't live the life according to world dictates and the mentality that we had on yesterday. The one before Christ, that won't work, amen, because that only leads to death. But the good news is that you don't have to be led by that because the Spirit of God is inside of you. The Spirit of God which gives wisdom and knowledge and power to do the things that God has called us to do. There are situations in our lives that God is just waiting on us to ask Him to step in. There are vices and troubles and, and there are issues and there are things that we are caught up in that God hasn't stepped in because we haven't asked him in. God is a gentleman, amen, and we have not because we ask not, but it's not that we have not been given the equipment, amen, but we don't want to put it on, amen. We would rather try to work it out all on our own, but that's old management. New management says, come, tell me about your problem. Don't hide your mistakes. Bring them out so that I can fix them. Old management would say, oh, you got a mistake. A uh, red X mark. New management says, oh, you got a mistake. Okay, we're going to put that in file 13 and don't worry about it. And here's how you do it right and let's run on. See, then you're free to serve the Lord the way that he has called you to serve. Because you're no longer under that old management. That's looking at everything you've done wrong. Amen. New management is looking at the things that you do right. Because he's paid the price for the sins of the world. And now he's letting you uh, have opportunity to build your timber in heaven. That every good work that you do goes toward your account in glory. That you're building up your treasures. Amen. It's a fixed situation now. That you are fixed so that you can do good and not worry about doing wrong. Because the Spirit of God is in you to lead and to guide you and to make ways out of no way, to enable you to be able to run your race while it is yet day. But he doesn't want us to get caught up in the things that will so easily beset us, but to be free to serve him, to be free to tell little boys and little girls, be free to tell women and men about the good news of Jesus. Be free to walk right in the sight of man. Be free to glorify God. It's to be free because we're under new management. No more red X's, but green check marks. So in our text, Paul says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ, Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. 
Remember at the outset of this message, there's some stuff we couldn't do in the first place. And we could not overcome sin. So God has made a way out of no way, amen, through the spirit, amen, in Christ, that he's made us free from the bondage of sin. He's made us free that we don't have to be under the dictates of sin, but we can run the race, that we can do the things, the will of God. But it starts by faith. You've got to believe that what God says he's done in you that he has. And then when you believe with that faith, you can run and you can experience a life that you never thought that you could have. You will be able to live out the dictates and you'll be able to be on board when you need to be on board. Instead of hiding when it's time to go to work, you can be out in the open, amen, and run on. And even when the devil comes along and tries to say to you, uh, well, wait a minute, uh, I don't know how you're going to do this because remember when you did that? You can plead the blood of Jesus, amen, and say, that has been paid. And you can keep on running for the Lord, amen. Because it can so easily get us shut down and we're not working for the Lord because we're looking at our sin. Put that down and pick up the cross of Christ. Because the Lord has made an opportunity for us to live out his mandates today. While we still have blood running warm in our veins. And so as I come to a close, some may even say, I don't know how the Lord can love me in the condition that I am. But the word of God says to us, he says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for your sake we are killed all the day long we are counted as sheep for the slaughter yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us how can we carry out the things of God well it's because we're more than conquerors through Christ who loved us and if you're wondering uh, what can separate us from the love of God the rhetorical question is nothing can separate us from the love of almighty God what we did last night or 10 years ago nothing can separate us from the love of God not Satan nor his imps not wartime nor peace not night nor day nor not financial calamity nor physical infirmity nothing can separate us from the love of God for we are more than conquerors in him who loved us. Am I right about that church? Paul says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor 
center. Nor things to come, nor principalities, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature or created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's good news, children. That even when you make a mistake, even when you fall short of the glory of God, even when you sin, uh, that the love of God is still with you, that you are still more than conquerors through Christ who loved us because it is the blood of Jesus that keeps washing our sins away, keeps washing the heavy burden of sin uh, off of our shoulders and our body so that we can run and run for the Lord so that we can help the sick so that we can speak to those who need a word so that we can feed those who are hungry that we can give water to those who are thirsty and have no guilt because our guilt and shame has been dealt with you don't have to get caught up in the quagmire of sin anymore because you're under new management. No more red X's, but now green check marks. Ain't that all right, church? And one of these days, he's coming back for his church who's under his new management. And I found out long time ago that it's a church without spot or blemish. And I'm so glad that we're under new management because we got no more red X's but green check marks. The red X's is the spot and blemishes. But they've all been washed away. Nothing left but the green check marks. And when he comes for his children, that old law of sin shall be cast into the pit of hell. And we will get new bodies that are righteous just like our spirits. That no longer we will fight and have this war within us. That has been taken care of by the atoning work of Jesus on the cross. That he can call our names and give us crowns of righteousness because of his namesake. But you gotta be ready by giving your life solely unto the Lord. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, well, well, you shall be saved. And that your business will be fixed because Jesus has already paid it all. So run on and keep on because it's been taken care of. You're under new management. There's now, therefore, no con condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Everything has been 
The destination has been made. The road has been paved that we should walk in it. So children of God, run on with the Lord. Don't let guilt or stain hold you back. But just confess it unto the Lord. And he will forgive because he is faithful. And he will fix the places that have been broke. In the words of Jeremiah the prophet, he writes about the potter and the clay. God says, I am the potter and you are the clay. And he spins and molds and makes and breaks so that he can shape us into the image of his son. That one of these days will be offered up as a gift unto his son that will be that perfect gift forevermore in that place that eyes have not seen in that place that ears have not heard in that place that it has not entered into the hearts of men the good things that the Lord has in store for us so saints be encouraged and fight the good fight and finish the course because laid up for you is a crown of righteousness that will be given to those who love his appearing. God bless you and God keep you. Amen. The doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. There may be somebody here today that needs to get their business fixed with the Lord. The good news today is that he is waiting to hear from you. His phone is never busy. Amen. And he's waiting to hear your call. If you trust in the Lord today, he will save you just where you are. Give your life to the Lord today. Come unto
Hello, Wisdom from the Word of God listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to Wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's CastBox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings, and hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast, and for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer.